Welcome to the Creating a Stronger Faith and Family podcast, hosted by myself, Jenny Hunter, an Advanced Certified Faith and Family Life Coach. This podcast is dedicated to helping you strengthen your faith and family relationships through practical tips and advice, inspiring stories, and engaging conversations. After working with hundreds of families, I bring my expertise and personal development and my deep faith to each episode, providing insights and strategies that you can apply to your own life. Whether you're a parent struggling to raising your children, a spouse looking to deepen your relationship, or someone seeking to connect with God on a deeper level, this podcast is for you. So if you're ready to take your faith and family relationships to the next level, join me for creating a stronger faith and family. Hello, how are you today? Thank you for being with me today. Can you believe it's May? I cannot believe this year is almost half over. Time just flies by. And I just got back from um, being with five of my sisters and visiting with three of my children out in Utah. I have three kids out there who live and go to school and um, going to BYU Women's Conference. And occasionally I get to slip away and take these trips that rejuvenate and re-energize me and feed me up spiritually. And I just, it was such a treat to be with all those people, so many people that I love and so many people that I don't get to see daily. And so it was just, I love, I love when I get that opportunity. And um, I'm so thankful that um, my husband, John, use that as a good investment in our time and our finances, because it does make me a better mom. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk to you about today is how to be the mom you want to be. Like being a mom, I think is the hardest job in the world and being a dad, being a dad and mom, right? Being a parent is so hard. It, it strains everything out of you. It um, grows you up. It, like I say, like you could get married and not have children. And um, I think you could still kind of learn to be, you learn not to be less selfish, but kids really, once the kids come, that's really what kind of kid kicks your butt, right? And it gets you into um, this, this mode of growing and this mode of learning and the mode of maturity that I never had. And, you know, as Mother's Day is Sunday, I really wanted to talk about like, you know, we, it's an honor to be a mother and it's an honor to raise children. But like I said, since it's such a strenuous job, how, and I, I just kind of looked back on, cause now um, Nick's going to be 26 this year, these 26 years, how have I like done it without losing my mind of raising six children and how have I like done it and loved it? And it really came down to three questions for me. Uh, you know, what can you stop doing? What do you need to start doing? And what do you need to keep doing? And those three questions change and has changed over the years. And we know like the Lord wants us to do hard things, but he also like he counseled like in the Book of Mormon and Messiah when King Benjamin's talking about all the things we should be doing for being covenant people and being Christ-like um, devoters, right? And disciples. And, you know, that the list is endless, right? Of things that we could be doing, should be doing the good things we could be doing in the world. But then he gives a really wise counsel. And he says in Messiah 427, he says, see that all things are done in wisdom and order for it, it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. And I think that is probably been the key to my success of enjoying being a mom is I have done a really good job 
of realizing when my strength was used up. And I'm just going to give you five things that I have done throughout the, like I said, 26 years of being a mom of how that has helped me to, um, stay on track and help me be the version I want to be the person I want to be as their mother, because, you know, six kids can be demanding it. One kid could be demanding. In fact, um, I was saying to somebody lately, they were down to one right at home. And I said, I have new respect for, um, parents who have one or two children because you don't have the collective to entertain each other. You are way more into the game of parenting than um, of like being the day-to-day and being the entertainment than I was with this, the, when the other five were at home, because there is kind of this mass um, of people who help entertain each other. And so I have new respect for um, smaller families because it is just another level of heart. And so that's where I'm going to talk about is like every stage I look back was just a a different level of heart. Um, You know, having the children mostly out of the house is a different level of heart and a different level of like emotional resiliency that I have to uh, pay attention to and create. And so, but over the five, over the 26 years, these have been kind of my five consistents to help me be the healthiest mom I wanted to be. And the first thing is to create space. And when I say create space, I'm not saying like get a big home or um, take a lot of time away from your children. I'm talking about mental space. You have to create mental space in whatever um, walk of life, whatever season you're in. And when it was, when I had little children, creating space looked like um, really being organized in the home. Like it was a mental thing for me, emotion, like seeing space of like making really good use of my organization skills for space um, that we weren't so trapped in with all the toys. And it was also like, I knew I had to figure out how to be on a date and be away from my children one night a week with my husband. Okay. Um, And it was also like, for me, what saved me in the young years is I create space where I joined a gym where they were in daycare for two hours. Right. And so I created two hours where I worked out and I even got ready at the gym. So I had that time. So then I had enough um, capacity to run fast with them. And, you know, this is where I had five very, very young kids, five under, I think eight at the time. And, um, creating space mentally and emotionally and physically that totally has changed over the years. And so when I say create space, it's like giving that mental space. Like when you think about like, if you walk in a room and um, there's clutter in every wall, right? There's, a, and it's almost overwhelming for you. That is your brain with young kids and with children sometimes. And nobody knows what's going on <laughs> inside your brain except for you. And so learning how to create that space spiritually, emotionally, physically, that's going to be up to you to figure out how to decide. Okay. And, you know, part of that space was, um, me going on a trip once a year with my sisters. Um, as my kids got older, I was able to do like the BYU women's conference and add things like that. But when they were younger, there wasn't, I couldn't go away for three or four days longer than once a year. And that was fine. And some years I couldn't afford to right? And so it's, but you could still create space, like going on walks, saying to your husband, I'm leaving for 15 minutes. I've gone to target, whatever you need to create space to refuel. And you got to make sure when you're creating that space and that it's serving that purpose, all of this is to energize you and to um, nurture you. 
Okay. Because you could create space and not use that for nurturing. Like, right. When I create space and watch Netflix, that isn't usually nurturing my soul and nurturing my strength. That's just buffering. So there's a difference between buffering when you're creating space and actually nurturing and filling your soul up. So pay attention to like when you're taking breaks from being the mom and from your children, your family, is it filling you up? Is it creating that, um, space, creating that nurture, creating that energy, right. That you need, because sometimes I've gone on trips, um, thought like, oh, this is going to be so nurturing for me. And I've come home and it wasn't. And so just pay attention, pay attention to how you feel your energy around when you create that space. And if you're not creating space, see where you need to, um, see how you need to do it physically in your home, emotionally, um, and spiritually. And that, you know, even like Christ, I love like, there's many times where he like just went off by himself, right? Where he's like, no, I need to go pray. I need to go into the mountains. He saw the beauty of uh, the creating the space so he can walk fast, right? And have, and um, gain back his strength. So you sometimes cannot gain your strength without that space. I know for me, I couldn't. Um, My second thing I've noticed is be humble. And when I'm saying be humble as a mom, I'm saying like, ask for help. And that has changed over the years of what I needed for help as my children got older and what I needed. Like um, when they were younger, it was, like I said, getting a babysitter Friday nights. Um, It was um, maybe like doing house cleaning once a month, like, right. Like it was things like whatever we could afford and in the budget and what I could do to help me. And um, now, like, then it went to like getting a coach, right. Emotionally getting help. Um, realizing like I was snapping a lot and I was not handling things well emotionally that I needed some like outside counseling and some help to look at things differently, to reframe my mind. And so being humble is like looking at your life right now and saying, okay, I'm not doing this well. Is there a way that I can find help? Can I ask a friend? And I have one girlfriend who is such a great um, curator of people who do things well. And she like, she's like when, what, how I see her, like she looks around her friends and whatever they're, they're expert at, like she learns from them. And, um, you know, I have one friend who's such amazing organizer and a systems, and she's somebody I go to of like, like, how do you do this? Um, older, like now I'm asking, um, so many people like, how are you doing the in-laws? How are you doing the grandkids? How are you doing? Like, um, like, as kids leave. Right. And so really looking for, um, being humble in every situation, like don't expect you're the expert. Don't expect that you're better than you should be at whatever phase you are in your life. And if you're struggling, like see where you can get some help. There's so many amazing, helpful people in the world. And sometimes we, um, don't open our mouth and we don't, we're, we're too afraid to say I'm struggling here. And so I'm really glad that I, when I was able to struggle, especially like getting a coach, that was probably one of the best things I did. Um, because it really changed my mindset and gave me some tools that I never had before. And it made me such a better parent and a better mother because, um, investing in me becoming a coach. I remember when my husband said, you know, this will help other people, but honestly, I think our children will benefit the most when you 
when we invested in me, I'm certifying to get, become a, a family coach because, and hundred percent it has, like, we've already said that, like, even if I don't help another person on this plan in another family, our family has been helped so much because, um, I hired a coach and then I got certified and how much that changed me. So being humble enough to realize that you don't have to be perfect. And there's amazing people out there to help you. Okay. My third way I have successfully left being a mom is to keep learning. And I have learned that from my mother. My mom was a ferocious learner. She was always, um, in fact, the internet really didn't come on. Both my parents really were always learning. And the internet, they were not really into the internet. They, was, they were a little bit too old when it came out. And they would have loved the internet so much. YouTube, I think my mom would have been all over. Like, I was just talking to my sisters this weekend. They're like, I love, like, I could fix anything in my house with YouTube. Like we live in a world with so much ability to keep learning. And, you know, learning is the one thing, one of the one things we take with us in the next life. And so, you know, we traditionally go through a school, but to keep that quest for learning, that feeds you emotionally um, in a way that's really beautiful as a mom and to keep you energized. All of these things I'm talking about are to nurture you and to energize you. So you like being a mother. And, you know, um, I love, I'm always reading like a self-help book, um, a spiritual book, and then um, just like a biography. I love autobiographies. And then I love like watching Ted cast, uh, TEDx's and all those things. Like, I think learning is so um, important. And so if you are not focusing on something learning, like developing a skill, um, you know, my husband goes, I want to go back and take the LSAT because one of our daughters is going into the LSAT. He loves to keep learning. And I, and we love, like we were just talking about, like we loved talking to each other of what we've learned. Um, and you know, on our dates, like just kind of, you know, from podcast and from books, from the scriptures, spiritually, like, like learning is such an example to like, keeps your mind that beginner's mind. And, um, and the world is like changing so much, right. There's so much, like you think about like, um, AI chat and all these things that are coming out, right? Like our world is developing so fast that like we will learn till we die, <laughs> which I love. And so I think, you know, creating space and what that looks like, right? Being humble and keep learning. Those three things are really, really important. The fourth one is um, spiritual replenish. Now, spiritually, I always, you know, I grew up in um, a Christian LDS family, right? That I kind of took our spiritual practices, I think, for granted, and it was kind of the culture. And I remember when I went to college, I was like six months in and I realized like I hadn't even opened up the scriptures um, and I had like sporadically started praying. And I realized like, oh, nobody's going to be doing this for me. Like, this is something that I have to focus on. And I felt dark, right? Like I was like, I felt not as strong. And it's interesting, like when we have that relationship with God, when we're investing time with him, um, that makes us feel strong in all areas of our life. And for me, like I said, seasons, times and seasons have changed of what that relationship looked like. Like when I had young kids, I think me and my husband, like being in the temple to me is such a, um, important part of who I am and helping me spend time with the Lord. And when my, the kids were young, I could barely get there once a month. But I remember like there was a point in our marriage where I was like, oh, we have to go once a month. And that changed our marriage. And then as the kids got older and we were hitting the teenage years and difficult years, I was needing so much more spiritual replenishment. And so I would go um, once a week or once every other week, as much as I could to the temple. And 
you know, right now I'm focusing on prayer. I'm focusing like having that emotional connection to God. Um, and then I'm going to focus on fasting because I'm not a great faster and I want to get really, really gain a testimony of fasting. And so for me, spiritual replenishment means having that time with God and am I emotionally connecting with him? Um, and this is different for everybody. Like with young kids, it could be um, listening to a soundtrack in the car of Christ, Christ songs, Jesus songs in the car. Um, it could be, you know, um, reading a spiritual book or reading the conference talks or listening to conference talks while you're running. Like that's what I be where you devotionals all there's so much out there. So that's not for a lack of things to connect with God. It's just like what works for you and what worked for me before it works differently. And so, and like, keep open, like, just keep thinking, like, I don't have to always do this the same, but you have to keep paying attention. Is it working? Um, kind of like, you know, um, if you go on, um, antidepressant drugs, like they stop working sometimes and you have to switch it up, your medicine. That is the same for me for all these things of like learning, spiritual replenishment, humbleness, creating space. You have to like keep evolving and keep working and keep looking at, is this still working for me? Am I getting still the effect of that? Kind of like when you're, um, you know, training for a race or running or doing weights and it doesn't feel as hard or it's not the same effect. And you're like, Oh, I got to add, or I got to go up a level or I got to go up and wait. That is the same way with paying attention to how you're feeling as mom. Like, are you feeling nurtured? Um, and all of these practices, you know, are really important. Um, and the last one I would say for how I enjoy being a mom and continue enjoying being a mom and nurturing the mom is taking time with my husband. Um, I am so intentional of staying the girlfriend. Um, it's, I don't know why that has been magic for me of loving being a mom, but me really focusing on being John's girlfriend has been a key component for me to enjoy being the mom for my children and really being intentionally in love with him, making sure that we have time together. Um, you know, and like, you know, when the kids were young, it was literally like sometimes going to the grocery store or putting the kids to bed and having a show that we watched together. Or, you know, one year for our marriage, he gave me a basket uh, for our anniversary. He gave me a basket of games because he said, this is the only thing we could do right now and afford right now. And we're not connecting as much as we should be. And so let's play a board game or a card game every night just for 15 minutes before we go to bed. And we did that. And I got to tell you, it was so fun. That shared experience with him was so fun. So find something that is fun, that has a shared experience with your spouse. Um, because that is really key to, uh, like for spiritual replenishment too, shared experience, but something you enjoy. And, it, you know, now, like I tell that story of like on Saturdays, like, Right now, he's in really busy time with work and calling and um, has been that way actually for like 10 years. And so when and all of our kids were in sports, and so we would be from like nine o'clock at night to like three in the afternoon all day Saturday, which is our only day together because Sundays in different meetings, we would be in separate places. And so we finally said, this is our only day. We're going to have to miss some of our kids' games. We will alternate what kids' games we go to, but we are going to spend the entire day, day together. And that was a game changer during this period of time. And it's still, we still love our Saturdays because that is our time we spend together and where we're, we're the most energetic, where we, you know, want to connect the most. Like we could do go, go on dates Friday nights, but we have found that we're really tired and we're not at our best. In fact, lunch dates are my favorite with him. But Saturdays, 
has become kind of a landmark of like spending time with them. And when we did that and we made that a priority, we actually had more to give to our children. And we really um, had so much more love in our family because we didn't feel frazzled, right? And so those five things is creating space, being humble, keep learning, spiritually replenishing yourself, and taking time with your partner. Those five things, because I've done them consistently and it all, all those five things look differently in these 26 years of being a mom, I have loved being a mom. And I have, there has not been long periods of time where I have been resentful. I've been frazzled. And I know May, we're in the middle of May and May is worse than December for moms. I remember looking at May's going, oh my gosh, the amount of recitals and concerts and parties and all the things we have to do for end of year, it can be the most frazzled time. So this is actually probably a really good time for you to look at of like, are you happy in your state of mind? Are you happy in your state of life? Are you enjoying this period? Because it goes so fast. And so going back to those three questions that I started with of what can you stop doing? What do you need to start doing? And what do you need to keep doing? Asking those three questions and then applying to, to those five little aspects of what, and those, you know, in space, what do you need to stop doing? What do you start doing? What you keep doing? Being humble, like asking for help. What do you need to, do you need to rotate who you're getting help from? Do you need to ask for more help or do you need to continue having help? Um, keep learning. Are you learning something? Um, and with your husband, what do you, or your spouse, your wife, what do you need to stop doing, start doing, keep doing and spiritually replenishing. Right. And so all of this, I tell you, and I think about like um, that story of Christ with Mary and Martha and where, you know, Martha's running around doing really important things. I'm sure she, there was like lots of people in the house that she was feeding and Mary was sitting at Christ's feet and she's like, Hey, Mary needs to help me. And Christ says, no, you need to choose the better part. And as a mom, this is what I'm going to leave you with the, the blast. Be very careful of comparing yourself to other moms. Um, I know when I have compared how I'm doing it to other moms, I always lose. How you're doing it is going to be unique and different from any mom out there. And your capability and your energy and your culture and your family does not have to look like any other moms. Now, we could learn great tips from each other and we could see great things we're doing, but be very careful of adding something in that another mom's doing without really checking in to see if that is going to be nurturing and replenishing you and helping you be the best version of yourself so that you are not tired of your children and you're not tired of what I think is the most important job we have on this earth is being parents and um, being, and being parents, like I'm not just parents to my six kids. Like I have more than to give to all the children around me, because I think as a collective society, like being nurturing to people younger than us never ends. Um, I, you know, I teach an institute class and I have older women come and they're my favorite because they have so much wisdom to give. And so remember, nurture, you're nurturing yourself and re-energizing yourself as a woman, as a man, as a caretaker of other people, that affects everybody. And it's just a ripple effect through society of beyond just being a, a parent, it helps everybody around you. So happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a fabulous day. I hope it is exactly what you want. For me, I tell my husband exactly what I want. <laughs> I love to go away for the beach for a night. 
And that's the best way for me to celebrate Mother's Day. And I'm so happy. And he's so happy because we're both happy because he knows that I'm not resentful. And so be very specific of like, I finally told my family, I hate breakfast in bed. Please stop bringing me breakfast in bed. Like it's okay to request what you want, because honestly, in the end, everybody benefits from you being honest and you showing up feeling so much gratitude that just blesses everybody. And so these five things, creating space, being humble, keep learning, spiritually replenish yourself, taking time with your spouse, take charge of these. Don't expect somebody else to provide it for you. It is your responsibility to provide it. And when you do that, you benefit and your entire family benefits. All right. Have a great day. Um, if you want to work more with me to kind of help kind of clear this, um, the chaos of your mind for being a mom, just go to Jenny Hunter, J-E-N-I-E, huntercoaching.com to find out how to work with me. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that you and your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have helped hundreds of families learn how to create stronger relationships. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for you. Please come check out liftedtogether.com. You will coach with me in a one-on-one -on -one safe private space. You will also find hours of content that will teach you the practical tools on how to make your faith and family stronger. So when you are ready to thrive in your faith and as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com.